Welcome to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. I am Robert Rogers, your host, and have been your host now for the last several decades. I am excited today to introduce to you an amazing individual, Ross Pelton, who is a pharmacist, a nutritionist, and an author, as well as, get this, a health educator. He's really widely recognized nationally as one of the most influential pharmacists in the United States. But I have to say he's also, I think, I want to report, one of my mentors and has been now for a number of years. Ross is an amazing researcher and he looks at natural approaches that can offer relief from many different kinds of symptoms. In this case, he's gonna specifically addressing the challenges with neurological symptoms that are problematic. So Ross Pelton, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for taking the time to be a guest on the show today. Hi there, Dr. Rogers. It's really nice to be on your program again. And um, I've got a, a lot of things I'd like to talk with uh, our listeners today about. Uh, there's about six major topics. So I'll try to spend about 10 minutes on each of these. And, and basically, um, one of my great passions is anything related to health. And as you get deeper and deeper into the science, and I'm really a science-based guy, all of these health studies start to move in the direction of anti-aging and life extension. And so what I'd like to cover today are some of my top anti-aging and life extension therapies or products and talk about how they can improve the quality of life for Parkinson's disease patients. And so I'm not talking about curing Parkinson's disease, but the hope is that we can possibly, with some of these therapies, maybe slow down the progression of the disease and certainly improve the quality of life. So the first topic that I want to talk about today is the title of my book, my most recent book. I've written 12 books, and I've never become a best-selling author, <laughs> but um, it's my passion. And my recent book is about a drug called rapamycin. And rapamycin is the most effective life extension drug that's ever been discovered. The title of my book is Rapamycin, mTOR, Autophagy, and Treating mTOR Syndrome. Now, I know that's a mouthful, but what I'm really talking about, um, other than just the drug itself, because rapamycin is an absolutely fascinating drug, but but 25 years of research trying to figure out how and why this drug works has really resulted in a new understanding of cellular metabolism and health in the aging process. Um, I'm coming out with a second edition to my book soon, and so all of our listeners, I would um, encourage you to maybe wait a couple of weeks and before you order the book. I'll tell Dr. Rogers when the new book is available, but the second edition of my book is going to have an enormous amount of new information. And one of the things I'm talking about in the second edition of my book is the mTOR autophagy theory of aging. So let me break all of this down a little bit and give you a little background and history. Uh, rapamycin is a compound that's made by a strain of soil bacteria. So it's, it's a compound that's naturally made in nature. It's not some pharmaceutical compound new drug that we've never seen before. And actually, initial studies on rapamycin, uh, scientists got very excited and thought it had the potential to be an antifungal drug, but in early testing, they found out that it suppresses the immune system. So all that research came to a screeching halt. But in 1999, the FDA approved rapamycin for a drug to give kidney transplant patients because people who get a kidney transplant and other types of organ transplants need to be on immune-suppressing drugs for the rest of their life to prevent the rejection of their new organ. So rapamycin, when it's taken on a regular daily basis, does suppress the immune system, and it is a very effective drug for organ transplant patients. A couple of years later, and early in 2000, uh, rapamycin was approved by the FDA to treat several different types of solid tumor cancers. But the thing that has really kind of impeded or hindered rapamycin being accepted as a life extension drug 
is the fact that doctors don't usually prescribe chemotherapy or something that suppresses the immune system for life extension enthusiasts. But the breakthrough study was done by a scientist named Joan Manick, who did a study with elderly people and gave them several different doses, divided them into four different groups, and they gave three different doses of rapamycin or rapamycin-like drugs, and one was the placebo control. And it turned out that the people that were taking five milligrams of the rapamycin-type drug once per week had about a 20% boost in the effectiveness of their immune system when they were challenged with the seasonal flu vaccine. So this is the first indication that episodically taping rapamycin just once per week rather than every single day results in significant increases to the immune system. And for elderly people, 65, 70, 80 years old, you get a 20% boost in your immune system. That's very important for people at that age. Well, So now a little talk about an explanation about how rapamycin works. When rapamycin is absorbed across the cellular membrane, it binds to an enzyme inside the cells, and they named that enzyme mTOR, which simply stands for the mechanistic target of rapamycin. So this particular enzyme is a master sensor of when nutrients are available. And when nutrients are available, mTOR sends signals to the cell that says build and grow. Use these nutrients to make new proteins, new enzymes, new cellular components. The other side of the equation is autophagy. And a Japanese scientist won the Nobel Prize for his discovery of autophagy in 2016. Autophagy gets activated when nutrients are not available to the cell. So mTOR is sensing nutrients. Autophagy gets activated when nutrients are not available to the cell. And autophagy is the mechanism where cells are able to target old, misfolded, and damaged cellular components and break them down and either get them out of the cell, which is detoxification, or reutilize some of these cellular components to build healthy new proteins and healthy new enzymes and new cellular components. So autophagy, in addition to being a major mechanism of cellular detoxification throughout the body, it's also the major mechanism of renewal of the body, breaking down old cellular components and building healthy new cellular components that function well. And here's why this is such an important topic. For 99.99% of human evolution, People did not get up in the morning and go to the kitchen and open the refrigerator and start making breakfast. People did not eat all the time. These days, most people alive are eating constantly compared to our ancient ancestors. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, mid-meal snacks, dessert after supper, evening cocktails. Compared to our ancestors, people are taking in nutrients all the time these days, and mTOR is constantly being activated, which means autophagy is not getting time to be expressed. So this is what rapamycin does for you. Rapamycin goes into the cell and partially binds and partially inhibits rapamycin and starts to rebalance this mTOR autophagy imbalance that most people alive today are experiencing. And I think this is a fundamental problem that's related to a wide range of health problems. In animal models, rapamycin has resulted in anywhere from 20 to 60% life extension. And there's a lot of excitement thinking that humans will get some of the similar benefits that they're seeing in animals. And virtually every single chronic degenerative disease in animal models shows significant improvement with rapamycin. So rapamycin is a big story, and it's, it's a game changer. And in my second edition of my book, I've actually proposed the mTOR autophagy theory of aging. And this theory proposes that this imbalance between mTOR and autophagy is creating so many problems because autophagy is not getting expressed. And when you constantly express mTOR, Build, 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 grow, grow, grow. That's cancer. Cancer is cellular growth out of control. And so there's a lot of things, health problems, that really are exacerbated 
by the overexpression of mTOR. So that's the, the rapamycin mTOR autophagy story. And this leads me into the natural way to correct the mTOR autophagy balance. And that's with intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating. And this doesn't necessarily mean you're going to eat less. It just means you consume all of your daily calories into a smaller period of time so there's more time without nutrients so that autophagy can start to be activated. The most common way of doing time-restricted eating is called the 16-8 protocol, where you, for example, from noon until 8 p.m., you consume all your daily calories. Maybe you have a lunch between 12 and 1 o'clock and an early dinner between uh, 6 to 8 o'clock, and then from 8 o'clock that evening until noon the next day, which is 16 hours, you don't consume any calories at all. You can drink black coffee, you can drink herbal tea, you can drink all the water you want, but you go 16 hours without taking in any calories, and that allows autophagy to start to be activated. I advocate doing everything to promote good health. So I take rapamycin. I do intermittent fasting. I exercise regularly. I'm fanatical about eating healthy food. I encourage all of you to do that. But um, I do want to mention that people that are diagnosed with Parkinson's disease often have eating disorders. And so rapamycin and intermittent fasting can help with that. Actually, rapamycin mimics calorie restriction because it's inhibiting mTOR, which is the sensor of calories and the sensor of nutrients. So I think that everybody's health would benefit if they would start to adhere to some form of an intermittent fasting program so that you give autophagy more time to function. I encourage all of the listeners on today's podcast to uh, check in in three to four weeks and order the second edition of my new book, Um, rapamycin, mTOR, autophagy, and treating mTOR syndrome. Now we're going to start a new topic, which is one of my favorite life extension therapies and protocols. It's called pulsed electromagnetic frequency. I did a podcast with this uh, topic with Dr. Rogers uh, probably a couple years ago. But it remains one of my top recommendations for healthy aging. Um, and I personally have a pulsed electromagnetic frequency device called a Beamer, B-E-M-E-R, which is uh, the brand name of the product, and it actually stands for Bioelectromagnetic Energy Regulation. Now, the mechanism of what these units do and why they provide health benefits, it's like a yoga mat that you lie on, and there are six coils in there, and you lie on it and activate the machine, it sends these pulsed electromagnetic frequencies into the body. And the effect is that these pulsed electromagnetic frequencies cause an increase in what's called vasomotion in the 70,000 miles of microcapillaries in your body. And increasing vasomotion with these pulsed electromagnetic frequencies results in about a 30% increase in blood supply and the delivery of oxygen and nutrients to every single cell in your body. Many people, when they think about the circulatory system, are thinking about the heart and the arteries and the veins. But it's really 70,000 miles of microcapillaries that are delivering the oxygen and the nutrients to your cells. So these pulsed electromagnetic frequency devices are a big deal. They're really effectively increasing the circulation to every single cell in your body. And I personally think most people alive today have relatively poor or at least suboptimal microvascular circulation because of sedentary lifestyles, because of environmental toxins, because of poor dietary choices over a lifetime. I think everybody alive today, or certainly most people, have a substantial suboptimal level of microvascular circulation, and these pulsed electromagnetic frequency devices are increasing circulation in the 70,000 miles of microcapillaries. Another one of the benefits 
Now let me back up just for a minute. One of the reasons I think this is important for Parkinson's disease patients, most Parkinson's disease patients complain about low energy, lack of energy. And when you get more oxygen delivered to all the cells in your body, the mitochondria, which are the little organelles inside all cells that are responsible for producing energy, which goes by the name of ATP, that's adenosine trisphosphate, that's the, the unit of energy for all cells in all living things, all humans and animals. So more oxygen into the mitochondria means they can produce more ATP. And there's a study with the Beamer device that I have. People did uh, sessions six days a week for three weeks. So that's 18 sessions in 21 days. And the, the volunteers involved in this study got an 18% increase in mitochondrial ATP production. So you are getting more energy. The cells in your body are producing more ATP. Every cell in your body has more energy. And it is my belief that everything starts to work better when you have better circulation to all the cells in your body. Another benefit of the pulsed electromagnetic frequency devices is that they stimulate cells in your bones that are called osteoblasts. And the osteoblasts are the cells that build healthy new bone. Pulsed electromagnetic frequency devices stimulate osteoblasts to build healthy new bone. Some of the orthopedic surgeons will use these pulsed electromagnetic frequency devices to accelerate the healing of non-union fractures. And one thing I think that provides a significant level of credibility for the Beamer device that I have, a number of years ago, NASA started looking at all of these pulsed electromagnetic frequency devices all over the world. And the reason NASA is looking into them is that astronauts lose a significant amount of bone loss during space flights. So NASA looked at every device available on the marketplace globally and decided the Beamer device has the best technology. They went to Beamer's headquarters and asked if there was any way they could have access to Beamer's patented technology. And Beamer has signed an agreement with NASA that's something that can be seen on the Beamer website and now NASA is utilizing the Beamer technology to build the next generation of spacesuits so that astronauts lose less bone mass and have faster rates of recovery. Hundreds, if not thousands, of professional athletes are using Beamers because it accelerates healing in terms of types of muscle and tissue damage from injury, but also the increased circulation gives them more strength, more endurance, more stamina, more energy. And that's something that's beneficial for virtually everyone, especially Parkinson's disease patients. So if people would like more information about these pulsed electromagnetic frequency devices and the unit, the, the Beamer unit that I'm using, uh, you can get in touch with Dr. Rogers and he'll forward these requests to me. I've got a ton of information on these uh, devices, but I don't want to take up all the time today speaking about them. The next topic I want to talk about is your gut, what we call the intestinal microbiome and probiotic bacteria. I have just recently written a paper that got published in the January edition of a medical journal titled Integrative Medicine, and the title of the paper I wrote was The Microbiome Theory of Aging. And what I've done in this paper is explain the cascade of events that happens when people have what we call dysbiosis, which is not enough good bacteria, too many bad bacteria, and that causes this condition called dysbiosis, so it's really is identified by symptoms which are gas and bloating and diarrhea or constipation and pain and inflammation in the intestinal tract. All of these symptoms, especially the inflammation, causes what we call intestinal permeability or leaky gut. And when that happens, there are substances that leak from your intestinal tract into your systemic circulation 
that cause all sorts of inflammatory problems. And the main thing that leaks into your system that causes these inflammatory problems, it's a mouthful, it's lipopolysaccharides. We abbreviated LPS. And these lipopolysaccharides are actually part of the outer membrane of the cellular structure of bacteria that reside in the intestinal tract. These lipopolysaccharides are in everybody's intestinal tract, but they're supposed to stay in the intestinal tract. And when you have biosis, when you have an imbalance in the probiotic bacteria versus the potential pathological bacteria in your intestinal tract, that imbalance results in leaky gut or intestinal permeability and the lipopolysaccharides leak into systemic circulation and cause all sorts of inflammatory problems. They're causing tissue damage, they're causing organ damage, and they are accelerating the process of biological aging. So it's critically important that people create and maintain a healthy microbiome which consists of about 85 to 90% healthy bacteria, the probiotic bacteria, and only 10 to 15% of the possibly bad bacteria. Bad bacteria are generally not bad unless they get out of balance and there become too many of them. That's when they cause inflammation and leaky gut. And one thing I'd like to share with you listeners today, a group of scientists did a very important study in a double-blind, placebo-controlled study, which they injected the volunteers with either a low dose of lipopolysaccharides or a placebo. And the dose of lipopolysaccharides was so low that nobody realized they had been injected with the lipopolysaccharides. Nobody had any symptoms. And yet the volunteers that were injected with the low dose of the polysaccharides had a 25-fold increase in tumor necrosis alpha and a 100-fold increase in interleukin-6. And the tumor necrosis alpha and interleukin-6 are inflammatory markers. So everybody was having significant inflammation even though they're not aware of it. Folks, this is accelerating your aging process. Now, I believe... Most people alive today have some level of dysbiosis and some level of intestinal permeability for the following reason. The types of food that your probiotic bacteria require are dietary fibers and other compounds called polyphenols. Polyphenols are a large group of chemical compounds. There's over 8,000 of them that have been structurally identified. They're the compounds that give fruits and vegetables their color. Well, it turns out humans are not able to digest dietary fibers. We don't have the enzymes to do it. And many of the polyphenols are enormous molecules, very large molecules, and we don't digest and metabolize them very effectively either. So most of these polyphenols and virtually all of the dietary fibers, when you consume foods that contain them, they go all the way through your digestive tract. And when they reach the colon, they are the food for your probiotic bacteria. And I wrote an article a couple years ago that's titled Postbiotic Metabolites, the New Frontier in Microbiome Science. And you can get a copy of this by Googling my last name, Pelton, the word Townsend, T-O-W-N-S-E-N-D. That's the name of the journal it was published in, and the term postbiotic. So Pelton, Townsend, postbiotic. You can get a copy of this article and read it. This is also I explain extensively in my microbiome theory of aging. Let me explain why this term postbiotic is so important. For a long time, people have intuitively known probiotic bacteria can provide health benefits, but nobody really understood the mechanism of action. Now we're starting to unravel that mystery, and I'm a globally a leading voice in trying to re-educate the medical world as well as the general population about the importance of these postbiotic metabolites. It turns out that the job of your probiotic bacteria 
is to digest and ferment these dietary fibers and polyphenols and convert them into secondary compounds that we call postbiotic metabolites. And it's these postbiotic metabolites that have a wide range of biological activity. They not only regulate the health of your gastrointestinal tract, they get absorbed into systemic circulation and they influence every single organ system in your body. So we have a gut-brain axis and a gut-liver axis and a gut-lung axis and a gut-kidney axis and a gut-skin axis, and especially the gut-immune system. So it's these postbiotic metabolites that regulate all aspects of your health. It's not the probiotic bacteria themselves. It's the compounds the probiotic bacteria make. But most people are not effectively making postbiotic metabolites because they're not consuming primarily a plant-based diet that delivers dietary fibers and polyphenols. And I've got multiple studies in my databases that report that from 90 to 95% of American children and adults do not consume adequate amounts of dietary fibers. And similarly, with plant-based foods that contain the polyphenols. So almost nobody is feeding their probiotic bacteria the type of diet that contains the compounds, the fibers and the polyphenols that effectively allows them to produce the postbiotic metabolites. And another thing I want to emphasize here, it's not just that we're lacking in the quantity of dietary fibers and polyphenols in our diet. What's really critically important is diversity. All ecosystems on the planet are more resilient and stronger if they're highly diverse. That's true of the Amazon rainforest, it's true of the coral reefs in the ocean, and it's true of your gut microbiome. Now, over 99.9% of the bacteria in your intestinal tract reside in the colon. So this is where all the live action takes place. And that's where your probiotic bacteria will convert the dietary fibers and polyphenols into postbiotic metabolites. But if 90 to 95% of Americans are not consuming adequate amounts of these dietary fibers and polyphenols in plant-based foods, nobody's producing the postbiotic metabolites. Everybody has some level of leaky gut syndrome, and it is accelerating your aging process. So it's critically important that people understand the importance of a plant-based diet and you have to eat as many different types of plant-based foods on a daily basis as you can, not just one or two types of vegetables or one or two types of fruits. I've got an eight-minute YouTube video that teaches people how to make what I call Ross's Salad Buzz, B-U-Z-Z as in zebra. And you can watch my YouTube video by just Googling Ross, R-O-S-S, Salad Buzz, B-U-Z-Z. And you'll see... In my salad buzz, I've got 16 different types of fiber-containing vegetables. And so it's a wide, diverse range of dietary fibers because, and here's why this is important, a healthy microbiome contains anywhere from 500 to 1,000 different species of bacteria. And many of those different species of bacteria require different types of food. And so you have to have a diverse range of dietary fibers and polyphenols to support the growth of a diverse range of probiotic bacteria so they can produce a diverse range of the postbiotic metabolites that effectively regulate your health. Now, the only probiotic that I recommend, and I have to disclose my conflict of interest here, I'm the scientific director of Essential Formulas, which is a Dallas-based product, and our number one product is Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics. We import it from Japan. We have the sole right to import Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics and market them in the United States. And this product is made in a multi-year fermentation process that Dr. O'Hara created, which mimics the natural fermentation processes that go in the colon in the human digestive tract. And Dr. O'Hara created a situation where 
We have large 80-gallon fermentation vats in a sterile warehouse. They start out with dozens of different types of Japanese fruits and vegetables and mushrooms and seaweeds, which have a lot of dietary fiber and polyphenols. They add 12 different strains of probiotic bacteria to the fermentation vats, and then the bacteria get to ferment the foods in the fermentation vats for three to five years before the final product is encapsulated. There are two Dr. O'Hara's probiotic products. The original formula is a three-year fermentation process. The professional version gets two additional years of anaerobic fermentation, and that's important because over 99.9% of the bacteria in your body live in the colon, which is an anaerobic or non-oxygen environment. For people who would like to order Dr. Rahir's probiotics, you can go to essentialformulas.com, and they're also available online on Amazon. So that's my story about how to create and maintain a healthy microbiome. It is critically important for people to consume a a plant-based diet and get as many different types of plant-based foods in your diet every day as possible. And then I recommend taking Dr. O'Hara's probiotics because after the multi-year fermentation process, every single dose contains over 500 of these postbiotic metabolites. And many of these postbiotic metabolites are anti-inflammatory, And if you have dysbiosis, you have inflammation. A lot of the postbiotic metabolites inhibit the growth of pathogens. They reestablish the acid-base balance in the microbiome ecosystem. There's just a wide range of benefits from different kinds of postbiotic metabolites. Now I'll shift gears and start my next topic, which is glutathione. Now, glutathione is called the master antioxidant. It's made in every cell in your body, and in addition to being one of the most important antioxidants in your body, it is also the master regulator of most of your detoxification, and it has powerful antiviral characteristics. And so let me just uh, talk about a couple of studies that have been produced and and published. Uh, One of them is titled Glutathione Metabolism in Parkinson's Disease. And we know that Parkinson's disease patients have an elevated level of um, reactive oxygen species and free radical damage, and, and a lot of the accelerated free radical production causes damage to the dopaminergic neurons, which is related to Parkinson's disease. So the antioxidant effect of glutathione is going to help slow down that free radical radical damage that is associated with destruction of the dopaminergic neurons. And here's a second study. Title of it is Glutathione and Parkinson's Disease. Is this the elephant in the room? And they've documented the fact that there's a 40 to 50% deficit in total glutathione levels in patients with Parkinson's disease. So now we're starting to connect the dots and say this deficiency of glutathione, which will cause an increase in free radical damage and an inability for your body to detoxify correctly, is directly associated with Parkinson's disease. Um, A third study titled Glutathione in Parkinson's Disease, a Link Between Oxidative Stress and Mitochondrial Damage. And talked about mitochondria a little bit earlier where all your energy is produced. And if you are not getting enough um, production of ATP from your mitochondria, you're going to have a low level of of, um, energy being produced. And that's actually called hypoxia, which is a low level of oxygen. And when that happens, you have accelerated free radical damage to your mitochondrial DNA, and everything goes downhill from there. So it's vitally important to not only boost your 
oxygen supply to your mitochondria with um, pulsed electromagnetic frequencies, but also boost your glutathione levels. The antioxidant glutathione will protect your mitochondria against free radical damage so that they can continue to produce energy for you. Now, another full disclosure, my company, Essential Formulas, has the best product in the world to boost glutathione levels. The name of this brand name of product is called RegActive. That's spelled R-E-G apostrophe A-C-T-I-V. And the reason these RegActive products are so important is that they contain a very unique strain a probiotic bacteria called Lactobacillus fermentum ME3. This particular strain of bacteria <clears throat> is able to synthesize glutathione. So when you take the capsules of RegActive, they successfully pass through the stomach, and when they get to the small intestine, they release the contents, and the bacteria starts to synthesize glutathione 24 hours a day. Now, historically, glutathione was not found on the shelves in health food and vitamin stores because glutathione is not effective when it's taken orally. It gets broken down and destroyed by stomach acid. The last several years have seen the emergence of some glutathione products that utilize a delivery form called liposomal. And <clears throat> liposomal delivery forms do improve absorption. So glutathione delivered with liposomal delivery mechanisms does get absorbed and you do get increases in blood levels of glutathione. However, the RegActive products that my company markets that contain lactobacillus fermentum ME3, we just call it ME3 for short, no other product in the world has ever gotten increases in glutathione as high as volunteers taking ingesting the lactobacillus fermentum ME3 on a daily basis for four weeks. Some of the results of human clinical trials with these RegActive uh, products or with the actual lactobacillus fermentum ME3 bacteria itself, overall people get about a 16% reduction in oxidized LDL cholesterol, and that's a critical risk factor for cardiovascular disease. There's a significant reduction in the production of 8-isoprostanes, which is a marker of free radical damage. There's a 26% increase in total antioxidant activity. And this is because the extra glutathione that's being produced will also re oxidize, excuse me, um, re-energize uh, and uh, recycle oxidized vitamin C, vitamin E, CoQ10, lipoic acid. So it's upping the activity of all your other antioxidants in addition to boosting glutathione itself. And the actual glutathione marker, there was a 49% increase in the ratio between reduced glutathione to oxidized glutathione, which is the active versus the inactive. So no other product in the world has ever been able to demonstrate a 49% increase in the ratio between reduced to oxidized glutathione. Another thing I'd like to emphasize here <clears throat> is that I'm, I'm writing an article. It's not published yet. I'm in process, but it's titled The Glutathione Theory of Aging. <clears throat> Virtually all chronic degenerative diseases are associated with low glutathione levels. And I am constantly telling people one of the most proactive things they can do to improve their health and try to achieve a greater level of what I call healthy longevity, boost your glutathione levels. And the RegActive products are the most effective way to do this. And <clears throat> another form of boosting glutathione is going to a doctor's office and getting intravenous glutathione. And there's a lot of people that do that. However, intravenous glutathione is only active for about two to three days. The glutathione gets oxidized very quickly. So you really need to go to a doctor's office twice a week to get intravenous glutathione. And not only is that expensive, it's also time-consuming. And the RegActive products will do a good job on a daily basis 
so that you don't need to go to a doctor's office and get intravenous glutathione. <clears throat> One other comment about glutathione, <clears throat> a group of study, uh, scientists actually um, started studying the aging process, and <clears throat> they gave animals a glutathione precursor that resulted in a 50% increase in their glutathione levels, and they ended up getting 38% life extension. So that was Dr. Um, Calvin Lang and John Ritchie. I followed their work for quite a few years. And the animals that they tested this in originally were mosquitoes. And I talk about this in lectures. Everybody, uh, Somebody always raises their hand and says, why would anybody want to extend the life of mosquitoes? <laughs> but this is the first study that showed that boosting glutathione levels can result in life extension, and as a consequence, uh, Dr. Lang and Dr. Ritchie proposed the glutathione deficiency hypothesis, and I'm now advancing that to the next stage. I'm proposing the glutathione deficiency of aging and the fact that low glutathione levels will definitely accelerate your aging process. Scientists have also learned that telomeres are directly related to glutathione levels. And telomeres are the little tips on the end of your chromosomes that protect your chromosomes. And every time a cell divides, your um, little tips on those chromosomes get smaller and shorter. And when they wear down, then you have lost the protection of your chromosomes. and You get really accelerated DNA damage and accelerated aging. They now know that boosting glutathione levels slows down the rate of telomere um, decline and actually increases the rate of the enzymes that produce uh, telomeres. So consequently, glutathione is now a recognized biomarker of aging, and one of the most effective things you can do to improve your long-term health is boost your glutathione levels. You can go to EssentialFormulas.com and uh, find out where to purchase one of the RegActive formulas. There's four different formulas. One is titled Immune and Vitality. The other is Detox and Liver Health. third one is Cardio Wellness. And the recommended dose for each of those three products is two capsules daily. And each of those formulas has some supplemental ingredients that will support either the immune system or cardiovascular health or liver health. And the fourth product is just called Essential ME3, and the dose recommended for the Essential ME3 product is just one capsule daily because it just contains the lactobacillus fermentum ME3 with no other supplemental ingredients. So that's the RegActive glutathione story, a very important part of uh, life extension and anti-aging. And the last topic I want to talk about today <coughs> is coenzyme Q10. Coenzyme Q10 is a very powerful antioxidant, and it's required in several different steps in the mitochondria in what's called the electron transport chain, which is the process of producing energy in the mitochondria. So CoQ10 has two vital uses or levels of importance. It's required for energy production in the mitochondria, and it also neutralizes many of the free radicals that are produced in the mitochondria during the process of energy production. So the reason I've moved coenzyme Q10 into such a, a critical position in my discussions about recommendation for life extension and anti-aging is the fact that most coenzyme Q10 products in the market have horrible rates of absorption, literally only 1% or 2%. And the reason for this is that the melting point of coenzyme Q10 is 10 degrees higher than body temperature. So the coenzyme Q10 in most products crystallizes, and we cannot absorb clumps of coenzyme Q10. It has to be single molecules in solution. And there's a company out of Denmark called PharmaNord, P-H-A-R-M-A-N-O-R-D, PharmaNord has a patented system that's very effective at keeping the coenzyme Q10 in solution. So I talk a lot about the importance of crystal-free coenzyme Q10, coenzyme Q10 that will stay in solution. And they've published clinical trials on PharmaNord's coenzyme Q10. 
and they record that they get anywhere from three to ten times higher plasma levels with the Farmanord brand of coenzyme Q10 compared to many of the other brands on the market because Farmanords is crystal free. It stays in solution, gets better absorbed. Any listeners today would like specific information about the topics I've talked about today, um, send me an email at rosspelton70 at gmail.com. Specifically about crystal-free coenzyme 210 that I just spoke about, um, if people get in touch with me, I'll send you not only an article I've written on this, but I'll also send you, uh, along with that, a link where you can get a 20% discount on Pharmanord's coenzyme Q10. And again, for listeners today, if you reach out to me and indicate your interest, I'll send you copies of some of the articles I've written on uh, postbiotic metabolites and the microbiome theory of aging and some articles that have been written on uh, rapamycin and mTOR and autophagy and uh, some articles I've written on glutathione. So um, one other thing, there's a free offer for everyone. Um, I wrote a little booklet titled Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics and Postbiotic Metabolites, and you can get a free copy of that by typing in naturalpharmacist.net forward slash O'Hara book, and that's O-H-H-I-R-A-B-O-O-K. So that's pretty much, uh, I've gone through all six topics today, rapamycin, intermittent fasting, post-electromagnetic frequencies, and my favorite machine, the Beamer, and the microbiome theory of aging and the importance of Dr. O'Hara's probiotics and how to create and maintain a healthy microbiome, and we covered glutathione and the best glutathione boosting products, the RegActive products by Essential Formulas. And finally, I ended up talking about crystal-free coenzyme Q10 from PharmaNord. So, Robert, I've been talking nonstop here for, I don't know, close to an hour, 50, 55 minutes, I guess. Uh, let me pause for a minute and uh, say thank you, for first of all, for inviting me on so I can share all of this information about the followers of your important podcast from all around the world. I really appreciate the work you've done for so long. It's a, You're a health warrior out there on the front lines, and I appreciate all you've done. And, Ross, I just want to say on behalf of the many, many thousands of members that are associated with Parkinson's recovery, a thank you for the amazing research and contributions you've made to helping individuals celebrate symptom relief, but also understand the tenets of aging and what we can all do about that. Your work is amazing, uh, and I thank you for being there, not only for me, Ross, but for, again, all members of the Parkinson's recovery community. Sure. Do, do I have time to stick in one more comment, Robert? Please do. All right. You know, I, th- I thought of another thing I want to uh, just talk about for Parkinson's disease patients for just a moment, <clears throat> and that's the importance of exercise. And I know it's difficult to exercise a lot of the Parkinson's disease patients have difficulty walking and as symptoms get worse, it gets more and more difficult. But I just want to encourage people to do whatever they can. And one of the things I'd like to share with you about how you can do this effectively, um, I read a book a number of years ago that changed my life. It's called Biomarkers. And William Evans and... Um, Evans, and I can't remember the second author, um, but they identified 10 of the most reliable markers of aging, and every single one of those biological markers of aging tied into your muscle mass. And after I read that book, I went out and bought myself a universal gym, and I've been committed to doing strength training um, and lifting weights ever since then. And so for Parkinson's disease patients, even if you are have difficulty moving around, you can get a set of hand weights and sit in a chair and and do some hand weights with your arms. You can stand and hold the back of a chair or hold 
the doorknob on a door or stand by the kitchen counter and do some squats up and down. Squats are working the largest muscles in your body. I published a article on my blog on my website called Squats for Life Extension. And so I encourage you to do whatever you can. And I've followed the work of William Evans for decades now. And he has taken frail, elderly people in their 70s, 80s, and 90s in nursing homes and put them on a 12-week strength training schedule. And the gains that they make are like science fiction. It's astounding how much improvement they make in 12 weeks when they start to do some level of strength training. And so I share this study with you and the outcomes that Dr. Evans gets when he engages 70 and 80 and 90-year-old frail elderly people in a strength training program so that you'll just understand and, and get a greater appreciation for the fact that at any age, if you start to put the effort in, your body will respond. Now, I know that Parkinson's disease patients have some special limitations, but just know that any effort you make for either aerobic or strength-building exercises are really going to pay off big time. And it doesn't happen overnight. If you start doing some strength-building exercises while you're sitting in a chair and standing in the kitchen a couple of times a day doing squats, it'll take three or four weeks for you start to really see some increases in your strength and your muscle mass, but it will happen. And I, and one other thing I want to mention, I summarized a study on my website, and it's on my blog, where a group of Italian scientists looked at a wide range of people to determine what is the most important number one factor for healthy aging. It turns out they reported the number one factor for healthy aging is maintain your muscle mass. So for those of you who are capable, I encourage you to do some form of strength training. And, you know, you don't have to go to a gym and work out on the machine. Just your own body weight is sufficient to do some significant level of strength training. Uh, You can go online and look for... Um, articles or studies on using your own body mass for strength training. So that's the the last bit of encouragement I wanted to throw in about the importance of exercise, Dr. Rogers. Ross Felton, you have motivated many individuals to take action on a number of spectacular suggestions of what they can do to celebrate symptom relief and to prevent the effects of aging. So once again, thank you so much for taking the time to provide this spectacular presentation on steps people can take that will make a big difference in their life. Thank you, Dr. Rogers, and good health and improved health to all of our listeners. And that's what's happening here on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the women are smart, All the men are handsome, and, of course, all the children are profoundly loved. Know that by virtue of the simple fact you have been listening to this spectacular and amazing and informative presentation by pharmacist Ross Pelton that, indeed, you are successfully journeying down the road to recovery. May you take all the steps that you need to take and make all the choices that you need to make in order to celebrate a relief from whatever symptoms you currently experience. Thank you for being a part of our global Parkinson's recovery community. May you have a spectacular day.